right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. All right, Chip, I'm really excited about our guest today. We've been talking a lot about how pop culture topics seem really irrelevant to us right now. And so we can't really start talking about, you know, celebrity gossip or anything that's happening in our world without really getting to some growth points, at least with this gun violence situation. Um, And so you and I decided we really want to keep spreading um, information, uh, bringing on guests that can help educate us and give us tools of where to go. Because I think one of the things that we've bumped up against is people just feeling so helpless. So we're really excited because we have Melody McFadden here today. Hi, Melody. Hello. How are you? We're great. Thank you for asking. How are you? I'm doing good today. Doing really well. Good. Great. Having me. Thank you for being here. And you are, we found you because I've talked a lot about every town on this podcast and um, I reached out to you guys and I was given your name. You are a volunteer of the South Carolina chapter of Moms Demand Action, which is underneath every town. I didn't understand that you guys were connected. Um, You also told me you're a faith outreach lead and you're a survivor of gun violence. And so I loved your story because and I told you this before we got on the podcast, you're a gun owner, you were a part of the army, and you have your own story relating to gun violence. So would you start by maybe telling our listeners your journey? I absolutely would. Again, I want to thank you so much for having me. Um, My story actually began when I was 17 years old. My mother had lived in domestic violence for many years. And during that journey, she was abused severely. When she decided to leave the domestic violence situation, her murderer decided that he would not let her go. Mm. He decided to kill her in front of my three little sisters, and they were 10, 11, and 12 years old. He shot her in the forehead and then victimized them in the aspect of he said, if you didn't get help for her, then she was going to die. So it became very traumatic for my family. 
over the years that now my grandmother had to raise three more children because my mother died instantly. When she died, I decided to give up my college scholarship and go into the army because that's the way that I could get a paycheck immediately to help her raise three other children. And when I did that, it benefited my life in such a major way. I became a military police investigator. I traveled throughout the world. I went to Alabama where I was trained to be a military police investigator. I then was stationed in California, left California and went to NATO headquarters in Belgium, shape Belgium. And so carrying a weapon every single day was normal to me. I wore civilian clothing. I carried a holster right under my arm and one around my ankle. It was normal for me to have weapons every single day. I grew up in the country in South Carolina. We hunted. The earliest time I can remember is probably four or five years old, shooting guns in the backyard, hitting cans. So my uncles could teach us safety. So guns have always been a part of my life. Mm -hmm. But when they took my mother in such a heinous fashion, it became a way that it became a mission that I had to help others that were living in domestic violence find a way to leave safely and a way to live. You know, uh, we constantly go out and help families and children that are in abused and neglected situations to get out safely and to live a better life. That's one of my missions. Well, shortly after my middle sister, Sabrina, she had one daughter and this one child, she grew up to be a beautiful young woman, Sandy. And when Sandy came home from the hospital when she was born, my sister Sabrina brought her straight to my house because I became, you know, the oldest sister, mommy, and they came to my home. So I helped raise Sandy. Sandy lived in my house 12 of her 22 years. And so it, it, she became one of mine. She was the first girl in a family that had many boys, including four of my own. And so we all spoiled her rotten. We loved her to pieces. And she was a kind, gentle woman. So when she was 22 years old, her cousins asked her to drive them to the beach because she had a car and a job and gas. <laughs> so she was so kind. She drove all the cousins and the friends to the beach, to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They went to see the bikers parades while they were on the beach just to watch parades and party and have a good time, like all young people should be able to do. Some folks started fighting on the beach. They started shooting into the crowds and Sandy didn't come home. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me. A random bullet took my sister's only child. It spiked the fire in me and it made me know that I never wanted people to understand what we feel every single day. You know, this mission that we walk, this, this path that we're on, we don't want other people to know because mm -hmm. now we had lost our mother. She was taken in gun violence. And now my sister's only child was taken in gun violence. And I had to do something to help others. So we started um, with Mom's Man Action. They came to my sister's home right when Sandy was taken. 
because three other young people were also shot on the beach at that same time. Four young people total were shot. Uh, Devante Dantzler was shot and killed. He was his mother's only child. He was 21 years old, two days before he went to the beach. Jamie Williams was shot and killed. He was 25 years old and the father of a two and a one-year-old that will never know their dad because he was taken in gun violence. Also, another young man, he was shot five times and he lived. But three young people died that day when they all came, all four of them came from the same community. So the community gathered around and I noticed that those folks in the red t-shirts kept coming back, supporting my family, asking how they could help. They explained that they were after common sense gun laws. And I said, what is that? I wanted to know, explain to me what you're talking about. Because of course I am a gun owner. I'm an army veteran. I still go to the range. I still, you know, have weapons, but I keep them safely secured. I will say that. And so um, I wanted to know what they were talking about. And they said, we just want people to have background checks before they buy weapons. We want people to store weapons safely so that children can't have access to them or people that are a danger to themselves or others can't access them. And I said, that makes sense. It makes sense. It is common sense. It makes all the sense in the world to save lives and anything that we can do so that others do not understand this pain, this tragedy, then it's a good thing. It's a very good thing. Yeah. A couple things. One, I'm so grateful that you just said the names of the kids that are the people that died at that beach, because I think Chip and I talk about this a lot. Like we've become so desensitized as a culture to like, Oh, another shooting and 12 people died or something. And it's just like this nonchalant mention of people's lives, like people losing their lives. And I think that there's a real disconnect there happening in our culture because we're just, it's happening so often that we're missing you know, that unless it happens to you, you're missing that. Like, no, this is an actual human being's life that has been taken for no reason. Like there isn't any, any reason that this is, we're not at war. This isn't like something like that, you know? Right. One of the things that survivors take as an honor Mm -hmm. is when someone mentions the name of their loved one. Mm -hmm. My mother's name is Patricia Ann. My niece's name is Sandy Patrice. It, it, it gives me joy to hear their names, to know that they're not forgotten, to know yeah. that they're, you know, still being mentioned, to know that their stories are saving lives. It does matter. It does you know? matter. So saying their names is, it's a, it's an honor. It's mm-hmm. a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not just statistics. Exactly. They were here. They were loved. They were people that were making a difference in the community. They were special they had families, friends, you know, they mattered. Yeah, exactly. Well, I want us to keep doing that and us, maybe Chip and I can start incorporating that into the things that we discuss. But another thing you said that I really like about your story is that you're a gun owner, that mm-hmm. you have, and you're not planning to stop being one. <laughs> like no. this is not the goal here. And I think we try to mention that over and over and over because you know, the simple things that to me, they seem simple. The things that we're asking, like the background checks, like you mentioned, Mm -hmm. these laws that are actually 
that a lot of people like every town are really fighting for are not to take away people's guns. Absolutely not. And it's it's, much yours because there you go. Um, So can you talk us through a little bit about what that beginning process was like for you? Because I think a lot of our listeners might be in the same boat where it's just like, we don't understand what is actually being asked and what, or what we could be asking of our government right now. Yes. Well, um, just recently I went to Washington and we had many rallies and these rallies were to ask the Senate not to look away, not to forget that there have been so many lives taken that every single day in the United States, 110 people are taken in senseless gun violence. You know, we want them to know that those people are family members that are loved and that are treasured and now that are missing because they've mm-hmm. been taken. We wanted them to make some laws to put in place so that people feel safer in their communities. Some of these laws, um, matter of fact, I can just tie it directly into my story. The boyfriend loophole that we're asking mm-hmm. that they close as a part of this law is concerning domestic violence. The domestic violence um, boyfriend loophole is right now, if you are married to someone and commit domestic violence, then you will not have access to purchasing a weapon until that situation is resolved. But if you are a boyfriend, you still can purchase a weapon. Mm -hmm. And many boyfriends have access to weapons and killed people. And it's not just boyfriend. It could be a girlfriend as well. Because domestic violence occurs against men too. Mm-hmm. So, or same sex partners. And so that loophole would then be closed if the Senate passes this bill that's been just sent to the table. The boyfriend loophole would, the boyfriends would not have access to buying a weapon after they've committed domestic violence, which would save lives. Another part of that law ties directly into my story as well uh, red flag laws. Mm-hmm. I'm a veteran. Many veterans, over 22 a day, are dying to suicide or some other issues concerning gun violence. And so red flag laws, if your family sees that you're having a PTSD moment or if you're struggling mentally or if you're having some sort of problems, they can call the police and have a judge remove weapons from the home for a set period of time. It's not to take your guns permanently. It's to help you get the mental health that you need and to get your family to a place of safety. And then once you've resolved those issues, those guns can be returned to you. It's to save lives so that when you're in the middle of a crisis, you don't hurt yourself or others. Veterans directly would be impacted. If you saw your family member having an episode and you could call and save their lives, why wouldn't you want to do that? Exactly. You absolutely would want to do that Mm -hmm. to have extended background checks for those that are under 21 years old that are buying automatic weapons that are killing many people in schools and churches and at the beach and in birthday parties. You know, we need to do extended background checks because if a shooter has a mental health issue and now you go to purchase a weapon and they do a random background checks that takes three days and it's not back yet. 
the law says that person could then purchase a weapon on the third day if the uh, seller wants to sell. So an extended background check would make them wait a little while longer until we get all of the information back. Uh, right when my niece Sandy was taken at Myrtle Beach along with the three other young men that were shot, we had a senator, Senator Clemente Pinckney, here in South Carolina. He visited my family. He was helping us with peace rallies and marching and doing whatever he could to, to help the community heal from that tragic event. Mm -hmm. And in less than a year later, I was sitting in the VIP section of his funeral because he was the pastor of the Emanuel Nine. He was killed in his sanctuary with mm. eight other members of his church and his shooter. If more time had been given than the Charleston loophole is what we call it for the background check, then his shooter would not have had access to a weapon. We need more time to do a proper background check. If you're a legal gun owner and you are buying your weapon properly and having your background check and securing it properly, by all means, have your weapon. But if a person is having a issue and should not access a weapon, we need to know that as well. Because if it saves a life, I've often had people when I'm speaking around the country say to me, what difference will, if it saves one life, what difference will it make if, if it saves one person? Well, here's my answer to that. My sister's only child. Amen. It would make yeah. every difference to her because she has no grandchildren. She has no future coming, no weddings, no graduations, nothing else. Just recently, she asked me about what do I do when I don't have any new pictures to look at? Mm. So I called a whole bunch of her friends on social media, Sandy's friends. And I said, can you look through your cameras, your phones, your whatever you have, if you can just find one picture that we don't have and send it to me, it would do so much for my sister. Mm -hmm. Just to see a picture she hadn't seen of her before. And to have several pictures come in and it just, it, it, it helps her heart. Yeah. But that one would have made a difference. And that one to somebody else will make a difference. If you know anything about me, you know I am a massive creature of comfort. It is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times. So when I found Cozy Earth, I quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that I could. It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code Velvet's Edge at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. 
Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Right. I can't believe people even say that because I, I like cannot imagine... If I think of anyone in my life losing them to gun violence, it, to me, of course it matters. I don't want to lose anyone to that. And if you can't empathize with that, like <laughs> that's a part of our culture that I'm really getting upset about. It's just the insensitivity to like, like try to put yourself in that position and what that would feel like. And we can't be desensitized to this because it can happen to you if nothing is registering more than that. It should, like, these school shootings, looking at sending your kids to school every day in the fear of the school being shot up and your child dying. Like, I I cannot get past that. That was what really shook me is just, this hasn't changed. We were talking before the podcast, and um, Chip and I are going to talk to a survivor of Columbine in a couple weeks. And I said to you, I started researching that and nothing has changed since then. How is that possible? It's been over 26 years since significant gun laws have been passed by our Congress and our Senate. And we need them at this time to Mm -hmm. make this happen. This bill can save lives. It's been too long, 26 years, thousands of children that have been killed in school shootings, thousands of people that have been killed at the grocery store, at the beach, at parties. This makes no sense at all. You're not safe anywhere in the sanctuary, in church. In church, right. We should be safe somewhere. And unless some things are put into place, unless our Senate acts, we're going to have more people. Mm -hmm. And all we want to do is save lives because mm-hmm. lives matter. it's mm-hmm. not about your political standing it's not about the, I say often and I do so many lives have been sacrificed on the altar of greed mm-hmm. you know of people selling weapons of people getting something that they want back well it's time to put the right things on the altar lives it's time to put lives as the priority instead of money, you know, and if our Senate does not want to do that, then maybe they shouldn't be in the Senate. 
Mm-hmm. It's time for us all to look at that. If the people that we elect to represent us are not going to do the jobs that they were elected to do and protect us and keep us safe, then it's time for us to do what we're supposed to do and go and vote. Yeah. And if necessary, vote them out. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing you mentioned earlier, too, about um, we're just trying to slow down the process. Like if there is a sense of urgency when you're buying a gun, I'm not trusting you with that. Right. Why why is there a sense of urgency? Because as you said, there are many people who want to be gun owners, and that isn't what any of this is about to me. I know a ton of men. We're, you know, we live in the South. There's a ton of hunters here. And they are the most responsible gun owners that I've ever seen. They have such high protocol, but they plan everything out as far as even like when the gun is bought, everything is planned and coordinated and there's permits and there's safety and there's education when anyone's around the gun. There's all of those things. And so none of that is an issue to me. But the issue is if you're going into a gun shop and you have to buy an assault rifle that day with how many bullets was it, Chip, that was bought in Uvalde? It was like thousands, right? Yeah. Or something ridiculous. Like, why was that not like, hello, red flag, red flag? Like, like that's not okay. You're not, not yeah, he wasn't preparing to go to war, you no. know? <laughs> exactly. Right. You know, I have two sons that served as well. Mm-hmm. And being a person that carried an M16 machine gun and I was trained on M50 subcal machine gun. I have expert shots with many other weapons. I just had a gift for it, but those uncles I told you when I was a little girl that were teaching us about shooting, they also taught us about safety. Mm-hmm. You know, don't ever point this weapon at anyone. You have it pointed at the ground when you're not using it. You put the gun lock back on it before you take it into the house. You know, they taught us so many things. And that education right now is not being taught to the people that are purchasing weapons. If we have to have our driver's license, we have to have licenses to do all kinds of things. Why can't we have a license to own a weapon? Mm -hmm. Why can't we know about safety? You know, to go through a concealed carry class And to have to not do it one time in your life, but to do it on an ongoing basis. You go back and renew your driver's license every 10 years. Why can't you renew your concealed weapons carry and get new information about safety, new information about, you know, handling it, new information about the laws that have been passed? We should have more information to deal with so that we're as safe as possible. I want to reiterate the fact so many people think that to be a member of every town and to be a member of Moms and Man Action, that you want to take away guns. Right. I don't want your guns. None of us do. There are many men, women that are gun owners as a part of every town. We even have the Veterans Advisory Council, of which I'm a member. There's about 35 of us from all across the country. More are being added to this council. And we talk about guns. We talk about laws that concern veterans. We talk about, you know, how weapons are being misused by people that are not trained with them. We don't want to take it from you. We want you to properly use it. Right. We want you to properly store it. We want you to properly secure it. 
And then when it's time to go to the range and you pull out your weapons and you handle it safely, and when you come back, you secure it, by all means, enjoy yourself. Well, I think the driving as like an example of comparison is a really good one because you're right. We do have to, we go to driver's ed, uh, we get a license and you have to practice for a certain amount of time. And it's like, that's because cars can kill people. (laughs) It's because they could kill us or others. And it's like, so there's protocol put in place when you learn how to drive. Absolutely. That should be the case with any sort of device or weapon or anything that can take a life, in my opinion. That's how, like, it's just, it's actually, the more I learn about this, it's actually absurd that we don't have the law, like any laws. Every other country does, and they don't have these kind of issues happening. I don't know why um, it's so hard to talk about these issues when people are being shot and killed every day. Mm-hmm. If you signed up 200 people in a row and then you just said you, 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 you until you got to 110, you're not going home to your families today. You're not going back to work. You're not going back to your communities. You're not going back to your churches or your schools. You are being taken in gun violence today. I think those 110 people would be wanting their lives enough to do something about this. Right. I'm just shocked that more people are not on board with saving lives. You know, I think people have misinformation Mm -hmm. and received, um, especially from the NRA, that we're all gun takers, that we're gun control, that we want to... come in your house and take all of your guns away from you. That's not what we are after. Mm-hmm. I want you to be safe. I want to protect you and your family. You know, I want your family to be safe. I want my family to be safe. I want all of us to be safe when we're out in our communities and in our homes. Yeah. And just this, you know, I think also ignorance is a big part of this topic in general. And I am saying that because I myself was very ignorant around the numbers. Like when you keep saying 110 people die a day, I'm like, what? How it like, it's just, but it's not talked about or it's not, it wasn't talked about in an atmosphere that I absorbed it. I also read the hundreds of people that are injured. Exactly. And are killed. That are actually killed. And I saw on the Everytown website this morning, I was just kind of reading up on the website. Since the Uvalde shooting on May 24th, today is June 22nd. I had to check that, um, that we're recording this. So less than a month, 3,599 people in America have been shot and killed. That is true. That is like that reading that I had to reread it like four times to make sure I was reading it correctly less than a month and almost 4,000 people have died. Yes. The fact that we're not even just talking about that as a culture is again, shocking to me. It's shocking to me that a 12 year old, I just mentioned to Mm -hmm. this before the um, podcast, a 12 year old was shot in his school in the hallway by another 12-year-old who had access to his father's unsecured weapon. Well, when he shot this other 12-year-old and killed him, it was on the news for all of probably two days locally. 
and they moved on to the next story. Of course. I'm like, that should drive us all crazy. Mm-hmm. We all should be doing something. Why does a 12-year-old have access to a weapon at all? And then once this other 12-year-old is never going to eighth grade, never going to high school, his life is over, is ended, we should all be having this conversation. It mm-hmm. makes no in the world that two days now no one's talking about it. I mean, that was literally why we started talking about that on this podcast, because it was like the Uvalde shooting happened. Everyone's on Instagram posting about it, you know, trying to do the right thing. I'm doing air quotes, I guess. And then a week went by and it was over and we're back to business, just forgotten. And it's like, wait, no, 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 nothing has changed. And so if we don't keep talking about this, it's just going to be another, like another school shooting is going to happen because if Columbine didn't teach us anything, that the fact that nothing has changed since then is just, there's been how many school shootings since, you know, like it's just, yeah, it's just wild. And, you know, Chip always talks about just our culture being so desensitized. Like you're, you said you have even, you heard about another one, Chip, and you just were kind of like, oh yeah, Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, it's obviously there are even the red flag laws. It's like, it, to me, it's not enough, but it's a start. Exactly. And I think a lot of people, people that I know, like they make excuses. They're like, well, there's more guns than people in the United States. So what problem is that going to fix? And it's like, like you said, your niece, Sandy, it's like, that is one problem that it could have fixed. Um, and, there, you know, there's count, countless other examples, 110 a day. And, you know, it's we cannot allow ourselves to um, get caught up in the like, well, this isn't enough because anything is enough right now. And you tackle one thing and hopefully the dominoes start to fall and you end up in a place where people are actually safe. You know, I, l- listening to you talk like, I mean, this is a weird correlation to draw, but like I was a lifeguard when I was in high school. My job was to keep people safe. I had to go through a class, be certified in it. I had to be certified in CPR. I had to be certified to keep people safe. We are asking people to be certified um, to keep people out of harm's way. You know, it's like, those people should be certified before, like, I should be able to volunteer to keep people safe, you know? <laughs> and um, it is just, it's just nonsensical to me that, like, there aren't these, like, small barriers mm-hmm. in place. You have to get a license to go fishing. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. It's, mm-hmm. I just, I just don't understand, other than greed, how, how we're in this position. Greed, listen. and ignorance of the fact that we are losing so many people every single day that do not make the news. Right. Right. Nobody was going to put on the national news that four young people were shot on Myrtle Beach. Other people in other states or other parts of the country never even heard Sandy Patrice's name. You see, never heard the names of the others that misinformation and ignorance and the just the indifference it has to end Mm -hmm. we have to talk about this or otherwise eventually somebody will knock on your door and say it's somebody that you love Mm. but before that happens we want you to do something 
Do mm-hmm. something now and save a life before it happens to you. Uh, my Navy son, he is a Navy recruiter. He's been in the Navy for 18 years. He just recently was recruiting a young man, his mother and, well, his grandmother was raising him. And another young lady that he, um, her mother, he was expecting a new baby. And he was only 18 years old. So his grandmother and the mother of his baby, they brought him to the recruiter's office and said, you're going to have to have a life so that you can support this new baby that's coming. They brought him to the recruiter's office two months before he graduated. Two days after he graduated, he went to a graduation party. He was shot and killed at the graduation party. My Navy recruiter's son went to the funeral and he said to them in these words, and it was so potent to me. I am licensed to carry a concealed weapon. I can carry a machine gun because the Navy has certified me to do so. And they don't certify me once. Every year I have to go back to training and go through the drills. I have to go through the class. I have to go on the range and I have to qualify or otherwise I can't carry that weapon. And you young people that are sitting at this funeral of an 18 year old, you think that you're more qualified than me to carry a weapon. Well, you're not. You should not have access to weapons because weapons take lives. And if you young people don't put them down and stop accessing them, then we will be standing here again talking at your view. It is time for the grown-ups to pay attention. It's time for the young people to pay attention. It's time for all of us to pay attention because otherwise that 110 number is going to continue to rise. When I first came to Mom's Man Action, it was about eight years ago, nine years, I think, close to nine. They That number was in the 80s per day. Now it's 110 people a day. That number's continuing to rise. We have to do something. We have to have these conversations to know that the black and brown communities are being just affected in a mass way. We have to have these conversations to say we have to save lives. We have to have these conversations to say we don't want to take away your weapons. We want you to let's work together so we can make our community safer, our schools safer, our churches safer. My 14-year-old granddaughter, she lives with me. At the last shooting they had at a school where they were, they locked them down and it never even made the news because they got the gun out of the young man's backpack that brought a gun to school. She refused to go to school for four days. She mm-hmm. was shaking. She was trembling, having panic attacks. What do we do? Our children should not have to go through that. No. They should have to go through that. I mean, you and I were talking before about that fact. Like, I never thought about that going to school. It's like that shouldn't be on a child to think about in their daily routine. Like, okay, we have the protocol here. We have, a, you know, emergency things set up in case this happens. It's like, 
I get it. We do need that safety. And unfortunately, that might be a part of life now. But I don't feel like we're like we're missing the root problem here if we just start to focus on how do we keep our kids safe at school? Well, like we get guns or we make it harder to get guns. We put laws around this. Like we Mm -hmm. have to start at the root of the problem if we're going to make any real changes. Especially in the states that have weak gun laws. Mm -hmm. Like I'm one of those states. South Carolina has weak gun laws and we need stronger background checks. We need Mm -hmm. red flag laws. We need laws to close the Charleston loophole. We need to close the boyfriend loophole. We need the Senate to act. We need them to say, yes, we want to save lives with you and for you because that's what we were elected to do. We don't need to have conversations about all of the, oh, we already have laws on the books. What good are the laws on the books if they're not being enacted, mm-hmm. upon, if they're not saving lives? We need to update them. If they're 100 years old, guess what? We're not carrying muskets anymore. Right. We're ca- carrying AK-47s. Exactly. Right. It's a big difference. Yeah. And I say all the time, because people ask me, you know, how can I, as a veteran, say that we should have stronger uh, laws concerning guns. I can say because I raised my hand, I was willing to give my life. I have two sons, one army, one Navy that still serve that we all raised our hands. We are believers in the constitution of the United States of America. We believe in the second amendment. We don't have a problem with it. We have a problem with guns in the wrong hands in the hands of children in the hands of criminals, in the hands of those that are a danger to themselves or others. That is it. Mm-hmm. If you secure your weapons, you have a proper background check, you purchased it legally, you're not trying to hurt another human being. Amen. Yeah. Well, we've mentioned a couple of times that we have to make changes. And I told you that one of the things that, um, you know, hit in our life, I think, was when we had a lot of friends at the music festival, Route 91, that did survive and but it's it's been a traumatic experience for the rest of their lives that they'll carry um and so the only thing i knew how to help was to start donating to every town and so i've been doing that since then i get y'all's text messages and things like that but that's really all i've known how to do and um it's really hard for me to sit here on this podcast and go something needs to change without giving people a tangible like here's one step you can take so can you help our listeners um, and maybe in navigating, like, what's a next right step that some of us can take just as like an everyday American who just wants to have a safer country? Yes. When I was in Washington just very recently, one of the most potent things I saw that, again, changed my life and made me even more passionate to do what I'm doing and to help save lives is to see a whole stand full of about 50 children with bulletproof vests on Mm. asking, do we have to wear these to school? Do I need a bulletproof shield in my book bag? Is this going to be our future? And saying, don't look away. If you don't do something, this will be our future. That to me should never happen. So what we have to do is band together and do something about it. You can text the word JOIN, J-O-I-N, or the word BOLD, B-O-L-D, to 64433 and become a part of the movement to just save lives. You know, 
when you text the word bold, that's giving you a direct access line to your senators in your state so that you can tell them, I want common sense gun laws. I don't want to take away guns from people that are legally purchasing them, but I want to save lives and have common sense gun laws in place, background checks, you know, red flag laws. I want to save lives. And just texting one little text, join to 64433. Wanting to talk to your senator and asking them to help bold to 64433. That will make so much difference. It will Mm. save lives. It will matter. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Yeah. And like I, that's, I'm really glad you brought up the tech situation because, you know, I mentioned I donate. You don't, if the, if the money thing isn't the way that you can go about it, that's okay. And the best thing about every town for me has been like, I got a text actually this morning about uh, the U.S. Senate. They released, what was it? The bipartisan gun safety law, or it's moving mm-hmm. forward in the safety Senate. Act. Yeah. And so like every town sends out a text that says, send us your zip code right now and we'll tell you exactly where you can call your senator in your state to have a direct line of like, yes, we want this to go through. Like, keep the bill going. And what is this? That's the children in there. Oh, wow. She's showing a a picture of the the kids in the bulletproof vest. That is chilling. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Keep talking. (laughs) Um, sorry, that one took me back for a second, but it it, it makes it, it, yeah, it is striking and it, it, but it's reality, unfortunately. And that's what I think that we need to 
register here. That's like the purpose for me of talking about this stuff is it is really easy, I think, to go, well, that happened in Texas and blah, 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 blah. But like those people probably were saying before then, like that happened in Columbine in Colorado, like, you know, whatever. It can happen to you. And the more that we don't change things, it's happening everywhere. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the thing about the text that makes it so easy is it's just like, you don't really do anything <laughs> like yes. you, the text sent to you. You guys have done all the legwork. All we have to do is put in a zip code and then it tells you exactly what to do. Walks you through the steps, makes it really easy. And those are just simple things that you can do that really do make a difference. Like you said. Yeah, yes. I was going to, I was going to say, I got that text too. And it's, um, there is a phone number that you can actually call too that will um, then put you in direct contact with your senator. So I'm going to give that number. It's 1-866-894-5473. I'll repeat it. 866-894-5473. Um, and, you know, there's, there's, wow. Wow. There, um, you know, just to give a quick overview too and what's in that bill. I mean, it's all, um, it, it just seems so obvious that this stuff needs to, to be done. There's $750 million for states to implement and run crisis intervention programs. Right. There's closing the boyfriend loophole. There's requirements that gun sellers would have to um, register as federally licensed firearm dealers. I mean, yeah, it's like we should also know who is selling the guns, not just who right. is buying them. Um, right. There would be a more thorough reviews of people 18 to 21. It would create federal statutes against gun trafficking and straw trafficking. And then it would also increase funding for mental health programs and school security. Um, all things that like. Why I, you wouldn't know, you want that? Why would you like, want it? Yeah. Why wouldn't you want it? That's, it's like, it's like adding stoplights to, ro- you know, yeah, to exactly. crossings. It's, you know, these are, look, anyone can drive through a red light, but you're taking a chance every time you do it. So, you know, um, I would I would venture to say most people think it's probably best to stop and look both ways before you do that. And that's all that we're asking people to do is stop, look both ways, make sure it's you're, you're, you know, you're doing things in the most safe way possible. Um, you know, for, for me, one of the things that I struggle with is like, you know, um, people, the, the, the NRA and and and, you know, pro-gun people, and I'm not anti-gun, I'll repeat that, like I'm not anti-gun, but pro. when I say pro-gun people, I mean people who are not pro-safety, <laughs> um, you know, they say, well, I need the guns to, you know, protect my family, and I don't think the answer, um, you know, I, I get wanting to protect your, 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 your family and your property and all of those things. That's, that is a right that I support in the Second Amendment of the Constitution, but I do not think that you being able to protect your family um, is an excuse for making the world less safe because it's hypocritical. <laughs> like what we're saying is we want to protect our family too. And there's a safer way to do it. And, you know, I, I implore anyone who's listening that is on the fence about this, just do a little simple reading. Like I think that you will have aha moments where it's like, wow, this is easy. It's not intruding upon my rights in any way. In fact, it's making my rights stronger. Um, so yeah, it's to me, it's I think there's a lot of just laziness in our country, too. You know, like every it's excuses, um, you know, people people like they don't want to think they, they think that these things affect them. But I can guarantee you 
losing a loved one is going to affect you so much more. Every day of your life. Every right. day of your life. And when you think about the the lives lost and the impact that those people could have had on the world, that we'll never know it. It just, you know, it's dreams are, you know, crushed in those moments. And it's like, God, who, who we'll never know. We will never know the contributions of the people that we've lost. Right. And that's really sad. You know, like they could, they could have been, Sandy could have been who was going to f- find the cure for cancer. Exactly. You know? I don't know. It just makes me really sad that like how, how, how um, easily we just sort of disregard that as a society. Mm-hmm. It's just, come on people. Like, what are we fighting for? Yeah. You know? I think people, um, they make excuses because they figure if they do nothing, then they're not a part of the problem. But in my view, if you do nothing, you mm-hmm. are the problem. Yeah, I because agree with that. You're letting more lives be lost. Until you get up and be- get involved, you're not a part of the solution. So if you're not a part of the solution, then you're a part of the problem. Mm-hmm. And we need action. You know, we say often, we, to me, love is a verb. I love people by honoring them with action. I don't just say things. I get it done. I want to save lives. So I'm out here making that happen. I'm out here every single day doing what I need to do. And I just want the Senate to hear us and to see us and to know that we mean it. We Mm -hmm. want them to save lives. This bill, it's not the end all do all. But it's a critical step forward and it will help save lives. It's what we need to move forward because we've been still for 26 years doing nothing. Mm -hmm. And we need more. We can do this if we do it as a community, as a country, as if we all say, we're not going to take this anymore. We're not going to continue to lose our loved ones, you know, and sit down and do nothing about it. We're going to be out there every day and we're going to make a difference. We're going to save lives. Mm -hmm. To me, it's so interesting because, you know, I hear a lot of the Second Amendment arguments and all of that stuff. But actually, to me, if we don't use our voices and we don't do these things to take make changes like that that's the whole point of the american culture and the democracy and so like we're actually working against ourselves if we just keep arguing that like no it has to stay this way or whatever and just stay brainwashed like i really do feel i'm not trying to change anyone's political views or anything like that but this to me is just common sense like do you want to live do you want your family to live do you want to feel safe when you send your kids to school or go to the grocery store or go to church like it's simple. It's just, and and for me, I really resonate with the ignorance piece. Like I just didn't know. And so now that I know it's like, once you know better, do better. And like, that's what we're trying to do here is just bring light to this topic, not just turn the other way and start talking about the stupid shit that we talk about all the time. Like our culture. The last thing that we want to hear as survivors Mm -hmm. is especially from politicians Uh Thoughts and prayers. Oh, God, right. You're like, gee, thanks. Cool. Right. It's like, what are you doing? Because I'm a member of the clergy and I get it. Yeah. I mean, a lot to people like me 
I believe in prayers. I know prayer works. Sure. But it also says faith without work is dead, meaning it has no action. Yeah, it has to have action. Yeah. You got to put some work with your faith. Right. Yeah. Just having faith is lazy. You know, faith is a lazy excuse. So it has to be action. Prayers are not going to matter anymore. We want you to do something about it. Right. Well, I, you know, it's, it's the irony in all of it is the argument that guns keep us free. You know, it's our freedom that allows us to have these guns. And as a result of the fear that we now live in, none of us are free. Like the fact that people can't go to the beach and enjoy a biker parade without the fear of death. That's not freedom. Like, I know. You know I think like, about it anytime I'm in a crowd now. In a grocery like store. At a you football know? game. Like, you're just like, you just start thinking about it so differently. And I mean, sometimes I feel the safest. Like, we were just at CMA Fest here in Nashville, and it was this huge, like, production. And we had a lot of security. So, I actually, you know, there, there was safety that I felt. But again, it's because we're taking action of safety protocols. Like, it's really like, don't you want to feel safe? That's like, that's all I keep saying is I just want to feel safe. And I don't want to lose someone that I love to something senseless that could have been prevented. And hearing your story, like, I'm so sorry that's happened to you twice. I can't imagine what that was. Twice. Wow. I told you about two loved ones in my family. I didn't tell you, but L'Oreal in Chicago, who was 18 years old, got out of her car, was hit by a random bullet. Her identical twin had to drive her to the hospital, but Mm. she was dead before she got there. I didn't tell you, but Louis, that was 18 years old, stepped out of his car in an apartment complex. And the person said, oh, they shot the wrong person. I didn't tell you, but Corey G, whose girlfriend was playing with a gun on New Year's Eve and Corey was lost to his one-year-old daughter. I didn't tell you, but Josh, who has three daughters who are never going to see their dad because a random shooter drove by his car and shot inside his car. There are many more people in my family that I love that have been taken in senseless gun violence. Now, Chris, Chris Petty, who I just told you was 18 years old, his newborn baby, she's not three months old yet, she, her name is Olivia Rain. She will not know her daddy because mm. Chris is now gone to senseless mm. There are many more names of loved ones that have been taken in senseless gun violence that are never coming home. Mm. Well, I'm so sorry for your pain because I, that to me would be an immense pain. I am so grateful that you're using your voice to help spread this word and that you were here with us today to help educate us and our listeners. Um, I think that's the best we can do with our painful experiences is, you know, use them to learn and help others. So I'm really grateful for that for you today because um, we needed it. (laughs) I did personally. I know Chip and I have had this conversation so much because I just want to help and I don't know how, you know, and so these are really simple steps that, we all can do, you have five minutes, you sit on a toilet in a day, like go, it's not difficult. You know, if you try to make the excuse that you don't have the time for this, I'm sorry, no one's that busy, like you're just not. 
Um, and if you want to keep you and your loved ones safe, it's just a really simple task. Yeah. And start off by just texting the word join to 64433 and doing something that something will matter. Yeah, it will save lives. You can start there. 64433, the word join. I'll put that in the description of this podcast as well. But Melody, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. I, I, I just, before she's gone to, and obviously yeah. this is a, this is an audio format. So people aren't seeing her, but it's the fact that like you're, you have such a beautiful smile and like you're approaching this with like so much love, I think mm-hmm. is really important because, uh, and it's worth noting because I think I would be angry as hell. And, you know, it's sometimes it's like, you really do have to like shower people with kindness to win. And I think like, it's the tone of your approach is really important. I wanted to point mm-hmm. that out. Thank you. I've, I've really just harnessed this pain and I'm not going to let it be for nothing. This pain has become power and purpose. And I feel in doing so my life one's life, my loved ones, lives nor their deaths are in vain. Mm. Right. Because of that, they still continue to matter because their stories are still saving lives. Right. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Melody. And thank you guys for listening. Text join to six. What is it? Six, four, four, three, three. Six, four, four, three, three. You guys can do it. We got this. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.